Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today's show is a little bit different. So today's show is a Coach's Corner show with my coach, James McCurdy. So this call happened last week after my uh, my 5K. It was the Gatsby Days 5K here in Rhode Island, which is a really popular race with a tremendous field. Last year, actually, 100 different people broke 21 minutes. So I was really excited to run this race. And I started working with James just uh, about two weeks before the race started. Actually, no, one week before the race started. So this call was part race recap and part planning for the next three months and him getting to know me as a runner and just all of those kind of things that happen with a coach and a runner, uh, especially a new runner uh, for them. And I thought that this would be an interesting um, conversation for you to listen to. I've had a lot of people recommend that I do a show like this. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. In addition, exciting news near uh, here on the show. Uh, just did it today. I launched a new site on patreon.com. So it's patreon.com slash rambling runner. This new site is going to provide exclusive content to fans of the show. Um, just a whole variety of things are going to be included. So here are the potential options that you can choose from. So this is basically what it is. It's a membership site. So you go on and then you sign up for a certain membership and then you get certain um, certain content and rewards. So here's a listing of the things that I'm going to be providing um, to people who go on this site. So you'll have sneak previews of all the future guests and a way to submit questions, one or two monthly posts from me highlighting things that I'm reading, listening to, and experimenting with, a monthly Ask Me Anything interactive video chats, a Rambling Runner t-shirt, everyone gets one of those, um, access to live Coach's Corner segments, both video and audio. I'll have alternating um, coaches that come on, wide variety of coaches, that will come on um, on the show, access to private podcasts, including podcasts like this one. So my monthly um, calls with my coach, James McCurdy, an opportunity to be on the show, and a monthly personal call to brainstorm ideas and help strategize the future of the show. I am so excited to launch this new venture. Uh, I hope you are too. Um, you know, I, I love doing this. I absolutely uh, really do love doing this. And this podcast isn't going anywhere. So I'll, I'll still do the two to three podcasts a week uh, that I do enjoy doing. Um, and those won't, be going, those won't be going anywhere. This site is just additional content. Once again, the link will be in the show notes. It's Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash rambling runner it will be in the show notes it will be in my um, instagram profile as well uh, which is rambling underscore runner and i hope you check it out and take a look so in the meantime this is going to be uh like i said a monthly call with my coach james mccurdy he is one heck of a coach one heck of a and one heck of a runner mccurdy trained uh has so many strong coaches within it and it is my privilege to be working with james and i hope you like this episode of the Rambling Runner podcast with James McCurdy. Hey, James. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, how are you, dude? I'm pretty tired. Not yeah. I'm pretty yeah. tired. I, uh, yeah, not only did I have the race today, and we'll, we'll certainly dive into that, but 
Um, we brought the kids to a local playground for a long time oh, today, yeah. and a they were father, they were, a father and husband first. They weren't they weren't having any of me sitting down. <laughs> they weren't having any of that. Yeah, so I was pretty active. They don't understand what a five k is, and that's okay, you know. If anything, it spurred them on to make me want to to get me to move around more. Right. Yeah. My son's yeah. like, no, we're gonna race. He was like, you know, <laughs> he was well, like chasing me like a bear. He, 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 he's learning, right? So he's like, okay, get dad tired, race him, beat him. And then you can't say he never beat you. Yes. Yeah. I'm not having, I'm not having any of that. I'm not having those games. I love I'll, it. I'll, I'll take him down. No, I'm I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, oddly enough, so one of my other athletes, Dan, who uh, put on a race in Connecticut today uh, called the Song Strong 5K, uh, he organized over like 700 people for this race, right? And they also had a children's event. And he sends me a clip of him leading the children's event, and he is sprinting out in front. It was fantastic. Yes. yes. <laughs> Make him earn the victory. That's great. Yeah. It's, uh, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like one of those guys like won't let their kids score on the Nerf hoop. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I love it. So, so walk me through how you felt today. Well, let me, let me ask you this. How did you feel – and what did you do for dinner last night? Oh, geez. I'm like having, I'm having like a hard time recollecting. All right. So dinner last night was actually pretty light. Okay. Um, I mean, relatively speaking, uh, right. I had like a, I don't know, like a three and a half inch by three and a half inch piece of uh, vegetarian lasagna. Okay. Is that uh, or ve- I'm sorry, vegetable lasagna. It was like a vegetable lasagna. Is, um, that, is that typical? I mean – Fairly typical. I mean, it's the first time I ever had that dish in particular. My, we have family in town, so my okay. mom made it, cool. um, which, was, cool. which was really nice. So I had that, and then I, that was pretty much it. I mean, I felt great from a, um, a fueling perspective. Great. I mean, awesome. I was, it's only a 5K, but like in the morning, I had, um, you know, I had like you know one cup of coffee. I had a banana. I had apple. I had a chia bar, like a chia seed bar from Trader okay. Joe's that All I really right. like. Well, um, we, yeah, we, so we never really got into, because we're just starting, but we never really got into, like, what I do as a race day or workout day breakfast uh, and my vision of it. Um, and take with it what you will. Uh, and certainly it's all about how your body responds to it. But generally, I want to treat races and workouts as the same, especially if I'm going to do my workout in the morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, now this doesn't always work out because maybe you don't have the time to uh to eat and then wait an hour and a half later to to then do a workout uh but generally what i what i try to do is give myself anywhere between 450 and 650 calories on a workout day meal uh and that's generally oatmeal uh usually about 300 calories worth of oatmeal uh a, a full banana which is about 100 110 calories and then about 200 calories or so of maple syrup uh, so I, regardless if I'm doing like short speed, 200 meter sprints, or if I'm doing a marathon specific workout, that's generally my meal. Uh, and I try to watch what I eat the night before. So I'm not overloading myself. That makes sense. Yeah. See, I do a lot. I do all of my hard workouts super early because that's when I have time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I really, I basically go into them fasted. Okay. Uh, for all intents and purposes, just because I don't want to mess with it. Because if I if I ingest something too close, obviously you have the stomach issues that yeah. can pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I can. I'd rather have a bad workout than one of those kind of workouts. Oh, so. I, I've, I, I've had far too many of those types of workouts, which is why I'm so diligent now 
uh, yeah. about what I'm putting in and when I'm putting it in. So, yeah. so, so, so this workout, the, this today's race, uh, in terms of the meal, this mm-hmm. wasn't different for you than any other day would have been. This is – so basically, I don't race a ton. Um, okay. But I will say that all of my race days have had a very similar meal to this. Awesome. Perfect. So, uh, you know, so, so four to seven times a year for a number of years, they've all looked pretty similar. Okay. All right. And you don't feel like starving by the time the gun is going off? You don't feel like you're hungry mid-race? No, I've never felt that way. Okay. All right. That's a good yeah. thing. That's a good thing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so walk me through it. Yeah. So it was, you know, uh, it was about 70. So it was, it was a you know, perfect day weather-wise, uh, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, when you get into June, you, you never know exactly how hot it's going to be. Yeah. But it, was around, it was around 75 degrees. It was very sunny. Um, not much wind, which was nice. We're right along the water. Okay. We basically ran on the water um, yeah. where the course was. So. It was like a slight breeze, which was actually better because it kind of cooled you down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that was good. And then I, I got the exact, the exact warm-up I wanted to have, I got. Okay. So I ran like the two miles. I felt, you know, I, I wasn't too lethargic when I was going through. Sometimes when you get, you, I don't know if it's happened to you. If I'm like too amped up for a race, my legs like get lethargic on the warm-up. It's almost yeah. like they're saving themselves in a way. It's like this like kind of like weird experience. I didn't have that. Got the strides in. And then, uh, then headed over the starting line. Well, and, let, let me interrupt you yeah, real quick. Let's do it uh, on the Striders. So I, 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 I left you a few notes in the in the race plan as well as uh, in texting. Uh, do like four to six thirty second Striders. Look at your watch. Recognize that you probably ran too fast. Is that what you saw? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Right. Um, and then I, I basically didn't treat it like the start of a race. I treated it like I want to get my legs ready. Okay. Um, but that's definitely something to think about in the future as well. Um, and you'll hear why in a second. Um, (laughs) so started the race and I, I positioned myself behind two people that are very experienced runners around here. They're both in their fifties or sixties and they run around 21 minutes per 5k and they run and they run 30 to 70 races a year. So they love it. And they, and you know what they're probably going to go out and do. Right. So one of the guys was in my running club like seven years ago. Another guy I actually interviewed on this podcast. He's going to do a thousand races over his lifetime. His name's Dave Shad. Wow. He's a complete legend around here. Wow. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, I, there's no way I'm going to go out too fast. These guys are total pros. Like, and that's been my, as we talked about, like, that's been my bugaboo in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got this. I, I position myself behind these guys, ready to go. Gun goes off. I, st- I start out and I'm just getting freaking passed on both sides. I'm like <laughs> someone driving down the highway at 45 miles an hour. Yeah. I got people passing me on both sides. I'm like, I'm going too slow, but I just like stuck with it. I'm like, I can catch up later. I'm not worried about it. It was, um, you know, the beginning was basically flat for the first 400 meters. So, yeah. um, actually my, my watch doesn't have the auto lap feature that you suggested where yes. like, you could do it for every 400 meters. I, I didn't catch that beforehand, but I figured out last night. So I went early and I measured out the first 800 meters. Okay. So there was like, so the first 400 meters was a church Looked down at my watch. I'm expecting to see like two minutes on my watch. <laughs> so you had told me 140 was the magic number. So that's for a six weeks. That's a 640 yep. mile pace. I looked down 126. Okay. I couldn't believe yep. it. I thought I was going so slow. So I'm like, oh, good grief. 
right? Yeah. Like, oh, she's Louise. So, I mean, I felt totally fine. Sure. Um, but I, I also know that that's, you know, a blessing and a curse in a way. Um, so, I, so I slow down a little bit. So the next 400 pitches downward. So okay. it's a slight decline. Okay. So I'm like, all right, so I have to like, so now I'm really getting past. So people are like really stepping on together. So this is a fast race. So I can't, so like last year there's a hundred people who broke 21 minutes. Yeah. Which for like a local 5k, it was pretty good. So that's great. Um, so we, um, so I, I run the next 400 meters in 134. Okay. So which, you keep going downhill. So you, you came back and you allowed that yourself to settle down. And that was the exact decision you needed to make because right. you would have blown up later on if you didn't make that choice. That's exactly right. So I hit the, hit the half mile mark at exactly three minutes. Great. So I'm at six mile minute pile pace, but I know that's slowed down a little bit. And it's just funny. If you look at my heart rate on the Garmin, my heart rate went down 10 beats per minute in that 400 <laughs> meters. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm like at like an like easy run pace in the middle yeah. of this 5k. It's like hysterical. <laughs> so at that point, forward i basically run pretty consistent for the next mile and a half which was around depending if it was uphill or downhill was around 645 to 655 pace great and you said you you did tell me that this was hillier than you initially remembered it to be that's exactly right so i'm when it comes to hills i'm a hill snob is basically okay. what this this is what I learned today. Is that, <laughs> is that so I had looked at the topography of the course. Um, you know, they have it on the race website, which was yeah. great. Yeah. And I'm like, I live in a very hilly area. So I'm like, man, this aren't these aren't hills. Like I know what hills are. These yeah. aren't hills. So I like completely poo-pooed the like the topography of the race. So I'm, as I'm as I'm running it, it I started having like flashbacks of like six years ago. So I'm like, uh oh, I gotta save myself for some of these suckers. Um so that was that wasn't the best due diligence I've ever done okay. prior to a race, but okay. um, but yeah. So basically, once I hit the one mile mark, I started to remember like, oh shoot, like I got a I got a hill coming up that I have to like you know make sure I, I'm ready for. So I it's a lollipop course, so I hit that coming up and going back. So that was basically anyone who runs this race. I talked to a bunch of people afterwards. That's kind of like the line of demarcation is that once you cross at the two mile mark roughly basically it starts the biggest hill on the course hit starts at around the two mile mark a little bit beforehand yep and then once you clear that at around you know two and a quarter it's like that's like that's like the moment of truth it's like what are in your legs right then like how are you going to finish this this race you got a mile left basically um and that's kind of where it was so i I topped that hill um you know at that point i was running sub seven the whole way uh, around 645 most of it and i sat at the top of the hill and i felt decent yeah like i started you know so i started passing people who weren't just like the people who went out too fast yeah yeah um so that felt pretty good but some people were passing me too so there's some definitely some experienced runners so it got to the point so at about two and a half miles that's when it like started to hurt that's when it came down to like the the, you start playing the rationalization game. Yeah. You're, you're, like, the, the, like your, your, uh, you know, your, I guess the devil on your shoulder is like, nah, man, you can slow down. Yeah. Like, sorry. Right. Don't worry yep. about it. It's all right. It's just a race. It's just a 5K. No worries. Um, but then I felt like I did a, a decent job of kind of fighting through it. Um, I started checking my watch every like 100 meters at that point to make sure I was speeding up and I wasn't slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, cut, you, you kind of finish on the same uphill that, was the second 400 meters. Okay. Gotcha. So like the same downhill that I coasted down, I'm now going up. 
Gotcha. Towards the finish. Do you, you don't remember or was it reasonable to catch that split at all or um after the hill? No, on that fi- the, yeah, on that uphill section. Um let's see here. I I probably have it on my Garmin. Yeah. Um, I know I don't have the split. I know that basically my heart rate if if you if you trust the Garmin heart rate monitor at that at that pacing it basically was going up like two, maybe it's like one beat per minute every minute. Okay. Over the yeah, last I mean, like so 10 minutes. I don't, I don't trust heart rate monitors on a wrist. I, yeah. I, I really rarely trust them on your chest. And I think, and here's why there's so much other things that affect heart rate, like heat. Uh, hydration can affect heart rate. If you're, if you're battling a sickness, uh, if, if, all these things uh if you're if you're under fueled your body could be working harder and, and your heart rate could be higher all these things could can really affect heart rate so i i, I really don't pay attention to it okay. other than or if you're a warm-up and your heart rate was through the roof and you and you look down and you're supposed to be running easy in a warm-up and you or just a regular easy run and you see 160 or 170 well shoot i want you to shut it down because chances are you're fighting something that no run is going to do you good for. Uh, but aside from that, I really don't generally pay attention to the heart rate. And I, I don't want you to kind of worry too much about that, that aspect of it. Okay. Because number one, you're an athlete. You'll, you'll have more perceived effort uh, that will give you better information than what your watch will. Mm-hmm. Even on a GPS, sometimes it's wrong. Like when I was running in Buffalo two weeks ago, the first mile told me I was running seven to seven thirty pace and i knew that was wrong because of who i was running near uh and it just turned out that i was just running way too fast anyway um i should have paid more attention to what i was feeling and not let my thoughts get the better of myself uh, right, so right. so for you as we go i don't i don't really want to pay attention to that stuff too much i'd Sounds rather good. just you kind of learn it and figure it out and understand what a 5k feels like and i think today based off of how you ran comparative to how you ran a few others in terms of just strategy and and actually executing the 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 concept of your based on your current fitness level i think today you you took a step in the right direction of executing a plan to the best of your ability and adjusting it not letting yourself get over uh get too ahead of yourself because the course was a little different than you anticipated it to be you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. how, how many times can we, we, we do a race where we're running or, or a workout and we have this idea in our head of, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I got to do this. And if I don't do this, I fail. Well, I, we didn't realize how much downhill was in that first mile and your downhill was faster than 640, but running 630 downhill kind of has a 640 feel. So in my mind, that was incredibly successful. Yeah. I feel the same way. I'm glad to hear you say that. And then, and then this is the first time and I can't remember when since I ran that I had the third mile was faster than my second mile. Yeah. Right. Like you, you did. You, I think you made every, every decision in the right way based off of what we knew to be true. It was just, can you hold back a little bit? And I, and I think you held back to the right amount. Yeah. And it's funny. So I ran that first mile. So six thirty, but really kind of feel like a six forty cause you're running slightly downhill. And I, um, yeah, I felt so darn good, but it was yeah. funny because like I knew that's exactly how I felt my last five k, and I'm like, don't yeah. trust that feeling. <laughs> don't trust it. <laughs> well, you don't. You, you just don't want to feel the other way, you know. 
Yeah, that's a good you point. Just don't want to feel the other way. Yeah, um, there's no going back. Yeah, and 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 likewise too. Your second mile is in the 650s, but that's where you have the steepest parts of the hills. So that those 650s are going to have the effort of a low 640, if not high 630. So the the pace management was really strong there, and it allowed you to kick it in. And I don't know what your last piece was in terms of your last tenth of a mile. It was around 615. That look, that's per, that's great. You know, like if you ran 530 or something like that, then you had way too much in the tank. But the fact that you were able to kick it in and have that still be the fastest part of your race on top of the, the mile before that being a, a quality mile, that means we, we, we made a, the good assumption or the correct assumption, I should say, about where your fitness is. And we could take steps from here. Yeah, yeah. So I was I'm very happy with how it turned out. And like, it's always like, for me, it's like two things. It's like making sure that whatever plan I had, I, I basically tried to execute it as well as I could. Um, and then you just hope like the plan is a successful one. And yeah. in this case, both of them were. And yeah. then the other part was making sure that when inevitably you're going to want to slow down or shut it down or like shit just gets hard, yeah. frankly, yeah. Um, that I'm, you know, that I fight through it and that yeah. I don't give in. And, um, I feel like I did a decent job of that today. Yeah. So that made me, that made me pleased. Yeah. I, I, I was really happy to see it once you, once you loaded up the, the watch, uh, because so, so Saturdays for me are, are pretty, pretty busy, uh, because that's generally a race day. You know, I don't have a day off really, uh, except from here or there, but, but today I'm just like waiting for the results. I'm talking to Heather's mom. I'm like, I wonder how Matt did. I wonder how Matt did. I wonder how because <laughs> <laughs> some of the other races. I mean, this is a small five. Some of the other races have have uh, live results or something I can track or something like that. You know, um, so yeah. So so for you, this is where we are, right? This is where we we have your fitness level. We know where you're at. I'm not sure, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not sure this could have gone 30 seconds faster. You know what I mean? No. So. No. If this is in fact on this terrain, I should say, if this is in fact where you are and we know where your mileage is, what, what do you want to do next? Where do All you right. want to go? And then just for context, for people who are listening to this, because we are putting this out, putting this, putting this out as a show, um, <laughs> I, I, I basically, <laughs> I have, I have decreased my mileage significantly in the last month because I'm trying to get a little bit more sleep and just have other stuff going on. So I'm basically running 20 to 25 miles a week over the last month while getting in the quality speed workouts that I normally would. It's kind of, so that's what James is referring to. And as of right now, I think the key is to, to continue with the high quality workouts as you decide like the, are kind of like the best fit for me and kind of the best fit for what you do. Plus, trying to ramp up the mileage in a sustainable way yeah. as opposed to the unsustainable way I've been doing that in the past, which was not a reflection on any, any coaching that I was getting. It was a pure reflection on my inability to eat and sleep properly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, I, I hear a lot you know, when I talk to, to, to new athletes or to, to folks who might be struggling because their life is truly chaotic. It's well, I don't have time. Well, no, you do. It's just, how do you organize it? You know, how do you organize that? We work with, I specifically have a, a, an athlete, Melissa, who's a nurse in a uh, intensive care unit for, uh, for babies. And gosh, like her life is hectic and it's stressful, but we, we find a way. So for you, we just have to make sure that we don't have this, this idea of I have to hit X mileage, but rather 
I'm getting enough recovery before my next speed session. And I think for you, because of your schedule, because of the responsibilities you have, because we, we, we can't forget that, yeah, you're married and, and you're a father. Those are really important aspects of your life that I don't want to risk just because I want you to run 45 minutes easy. You know what I mean? So as we develop, we'll find the balance of it all. But I think what we'll find is we'll focus a little bit more on time-based efforts rather than I've got to run X miles. Got it. Right? So like it it will ultimately balance out. And actually, I just had one of my athletes – Lisa texted me yesterday. She's like, Oh, you changed my, my calendar from, from minutes to miles. Why'd you do that? Well, because the last month you've proven that you've been able to run this amount of mileage. And for me, as your coach, my brain thinks a little bit differently in mileage. It's a little easier for me to see it that way. But initially I want to just focus on how long are you running? You know, like what is really happening inside of a 45 to 50 minute run for you or up to an hour to an hour and 10 minutes? What really goes on? And once we understand what's happening there, how fast you're running versus uh, what's the intention of the workout? What is your tend or trend? Are you running a little too quick or are you running slower than maybe is beneficial for you? We'll figure that out over the next three or four weeks. But after all that, what's the next event you want to do? So the next event that I want to do is on August 25th, I have the Killington Mountain uh, 10K. Okay. So basically, so it's a trail race. You go up and down the mountain. Perfect. Cool. So we can't focus on a time so much. Right. But we can focus on an effort. I just had an athlete, uh, David, who ran a mountain race very similar. I forget what state he ran it in. Um but it was a 10K going uphill and downhill. He ran uh, – we, we focused on kind of half marathon, marathon effort going uphill. Not pace, but effort going uphill. And then just give it a hell going downhill. And he ended up running like 42 minutes for the, for the 10K. Uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy because his splits going uphill were like 9, 920. And then coming downhill was like 510. <laughs> and, then, and then like just, uh, just Thursday night, he set a mile PR. So we can still work on power and speed but still – have an element of some 10k stuff in there i want to make sure that uh we work on your endurance uh we work on your body's ability to handle burning (laughs) uh, for lack of a better uh, scientific approach uh because running uphill for a 5k is going to hurt like hell oh yeah for sure to say nothing of the technical nature of the course which i'll have no i'm actually i'm actually going to interview some people who've run this race before for the the show so i'll get a a little inside knowledge yeah, uh, going in. Yeah. So what I'd like to see, so we can have marked improvement. So this is where you are now. This is June, early June. I would like to see something before that race takes place. So okay. A benchmark, so to speak. And it doesn't have to be the same distance. It doesn't have to, certainly it's probably not going to be the same course. Uh, and honestly, the weather in the Northeast is going to be crap anyway in August. But if we can get another there, there is one, there is one. That oh. I, think I ran um, – actually, the best race I had last year might fit the schedule pretty well. It was the Run for Carry 4 oh, Mile. yeah. I know that race. Yeah. So that's usually the first weekend in August. Yeah. That's a terrific run. Uh, it's incredibly competitive. Usually on the elite end, you'll see like 18 mid in that race. Uh, right. My friend Will 
has run that a few times where he would lead the first mile and get a get an award for running like a 430 opening mile um <laughs> he's nuts Jeez, uh, yeah. I, actually, I actually ran the second one ever of this okay I, I, so last year was the second time i'd run it so yeah, it was a big yeah. time gap so i'm like oh i wonder if they actually have my time for the first time i ran this so i go look at it and i look and i'm like i'm i start laughing hysterically because i'm like oh my god i beat bronson venable in this oh, race. Oh wow. This Bragging is fantastic. Rights. And I like so anyone who doesn't know Bronson Venables like is like basically a sub elite runner. He's absolutely so gifted, so good. I, and I, I look think... at it, he was 13. He was 13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Bronson, I he had one of the best Boston marathons this year uh that I had seen across the board. He ran, if I'm correct, if my memory serves me right from a tweet he posted. Uh, he ran every mile within 10 seconds of each other, uh, the entire Boston marathon in this Holy year's cow. race. Uh, I want to say he was in the top 50, maybe even top 35 with his performance somewhere in that range makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, he was within 10 seconds, every single mile, uh, which was unreal. I mean, the guy he's running 14 high in a 5k, he's an incredibly talented athlete. And last year, I think he led the opening 5k of Boston. He, he was he was the guy that just took off and led uh, the entire race on the men's pro field side. Um, That's awesome. On purpose. I mean, God, that must have been such a feeling. But yeah, this year that was an, an and I don't know him personally. I've only shook his hand once. But man, I saw that split and I reached out to him. I, I think I, I commented on Twitter. I was like, dude, that was remarkable. I don't know of a single athlete that did what he did that day. Right. No, absolutely it was unreal. Absolutely yeah. So. Unreal. So that that race last year, I basically ran the same pace that I just ran for this 5K. So that was basically, I was just starting to get back into the mix. So I basically had like, was starting up a good cycle of running. Okay. So And, and that worked out well. And obviously when you're talking about first weekend of August, comparing times gets dicey because you know the weather could be just Yeah, nasty. anything can happen. But we can, we can truly, if all things are equal then we can assume certain things. And what I would like to see is that you, based off of what, not what you did last year, but based off of what you did today, that you are 10 seconds a mile faster in the four mile than you were today in the 5K. Okay. All, All right. right. So what's that, 628? 628. Now, okay. if, it's, if it's 85 degrees, then we, we scale it back, obviously, because that's, that's a race day adjustment. But I think it's reasonable to say I'm – going to shoot to improve my athletic ability between now and the next seven weeks 10 seconds a mile over a little bit longer of a distance not too much longer just a little longer of a distance for this uh uh per per mile for for that race i think that that would be a great goal and i think it's a realistic and achievable accomplishment maybe maybe we can go even more but i think let's start there with the idea we can reassess that goal as training develops but let's start with that Okay, that sounds uh, good. I had then, an athlete. Uh, oh, sorry, keep going. So, so today I had two athletes running a 10K, and I know what they're capable of. I very much understand what their, their speed work says, what their uh, ability says through, through just talking with them, but their race today was very sticky and, and warm and just unpleasant. So we had to back off that goal by about 10 seconds per mile, but they were able to do it. You know, it's not going to be an unknown it's just, do you execute based off of how you feel? That's a good point. Yeah, and I like that race day adjustment and just going into it knowing, like starting the training cycle, 
or not training cycle, but looking at a month ahead and being like, this is the goal pace. And I know that the day of I'm going to probably adjust that one direction or another. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got plenty of time. We're just starting out now. And I don't want to discount the work you've done before. I want to include the concepts of where you developed and understand the last three or four months of your training. And, and as you and I get to kind of know each other a little bit more, you'll understand how I approach training and I'll understand how you interpret that counsel. I just disregard all the negatives and soak in the positives. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the way it's supposed to work? It's, it's perfect. It's right. perfect. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that, so, so run for carry is the first weekend in yeah. August, say around like this, you know, the, the sixth to eighth. And yeah. then the August 25th race. is the mountain 5k mountain cool. 10k. And then September 16th is the CVS downtown 5k uh, here in Providence, Providence. For, yep. for anyone who knows, basically that's an elite field, men and women. And I think last year, 400 people broke 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a great event. Uh, it's some. I don't know if it has been the last two years, but it's generally the U.S. Road 5K championship race. It wasn't uh, last year. I think like, okay. basically the, the top people in that race were current and former PC runners, gotcha. college runners, yeah, um, yeah. Who, who, are, who are excellent. But I think there would have been a little more diversity at the top yeah. in terms of where people were from yeah. if it had been the, the championships. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I, I know a few athletes uh, here in, in, in town that um, that have gone out specifically for that race uh, and run really fast. <laughs> um, but I, I think even Jordan Assay has run that race once or twice. Yeah, she did uh, two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, because and then and then Molly Huddle's run in it. Emily Sisson because they all train here at PC. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect spot. So so that will be that will kind of be a longer term goal in the immediate like so it's not like okay that's going to be the pinnacle but right what do we got to do for you not just i don't want to just break 20 there i want to crush 20 jeez oh man you know? <laughs> so i'm throwing it out there for all oh for all these man people listening but i mean here's the thing Here, here's the thing though like uh you know melissa becker clearly uh she was on the show right uh and she she had been running in terrible conditions terrible conditions 20 minutes almost near 21 minutes and then all of a sudden she has her day in terrible conditions she finally felt fresh and she broke 20 minutes and she set like a 30 39 second pr uh where two races in a row she wasn't anywhere near it we just got to get you feeling fresh and we got to get we have to get the training in right so we got to work on the training first and first things coming up is is getting you ready for the run for carry what do we got to do then and then after run for care, we can reassess and focus on the 10K uh, and then reassess after that and really focus on, uh, on the CBS. All right. I'm excited. Let's so, do it, James. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for doing the call. I really yeah. appreciate it. And, yeah. uh, and obviously, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. I'll probably text you in a, in a few days. Uh, I'm gonna be, I am going to be going away camping uh, nice. for like a little bachelor uh, camping trip with, with my best friend and, and uh, two of my best friends and, and, and another friend. So I will be away for about four days. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I'll be available before and after. All right. Four days off. All right. I know. I know. It's been a while since I've done that. All right, man. Well, hey, have a good one. <laughs> Tell Heather I said hi. I will. I'll talk to you later. All right. We'll talk soon, dude. Bye. Right. 
Thank you, James, for coming on the show. And thank you to everyone who's listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. Obviously, this is a little bit different than normal. Also, I'd advise you to please go on to patreon.com slash ramblingrunner. Check out what we got going on over there. If you like the show, I think you'll really like the stuff that we're going to be producing. And it would be a big favor to me if you check it out. And hopefully, you find something you like and can stick with it. So, with all, with that being said... I hope you have a great weekend and happy running.